0: Hello and welcome to Euro Daily, our brand new podcast giving you a round of other day's events in the Euros. And as you can tell by the intro, it's normally R, uh, and that means me and Josiah normally, but unfortunately Josiah's away uh, getting some inside scoops on what's to come with the England-Ukraine game, doing some journalism for us. So he's currently unable to record as he's doing lots of work on that. So what we're going to have to do is I'm just just going to have to talk to you guys about the football because, you know, got to keep up with the uploads daily. So, I think we've only really got one game to talk about. Well, I suppose you got predictions for another, but, you know, we'll, we'll just get into the game that's already happened. That's Switzerland versus Spain. As you guys will have known if, like, you had our predictions, we predicted that game to be a draw and for it to go to penalties. Except we predicted it to be a 2-0 draw and for Switzerland to win on penalties, which is not what happened. I don't know, i just got to say it was a cracking game, because you had that goal that was scored within the first few minutes really, that was, I think it was Jordi Alba who scored, then got put down as an own goal, but yeah, it's quite funny because my dad had Jordi Alba on his fantasy team, thought he got points, and then it's got deducted and it's just like, yes, yeah, he hasn't got any fantasy points, come on. As you guys can probably tell, my voice is still going. Still not recovered from the England-Germany game. I think England are playing again, so, so it's just going to get worse. So apologies about that, but let's face it, it was worth it. We beat Germany. Because guess what? It's coming home, it's coming home, it's coming, football's coming home. Yeah, it's really gone, hasn't it? Gone on my blooming squeaky chair. I don't know if you guys can hear this. I could probably just sound like a sad lonely man ranting about stuff but you know gotta say though it's a great game actually because I think Switzerland they got that goal back didn't they and I thought it made quite an interesting tie and I was kind of not gonna lie was expecting more goals given the amount that Switzerland had been scoring and conceding in fact Spain in the last two games prior to this clicked like scored ten goals in the space two games but yeah as you guys most likely will have heard, ended up going to penalties, and my god, they were stinky. After four penalties to both teams, Switzerland had scored one and Spain had scored two. How do you physically miss that many penalties? Busquets hits the post, Switzerland were just terrible all round. And then... Got the guy's name, but the one guy who needed who they needed to make it two all on his fourth penalty then that will make for an interesting ending. He didn't, he missed. Then it was up to Ayazabo to win it. And he did. Slots it lovely. First left footer of that shootout, I think. And he picks out that bottom right hand corner. Pretty good, well rounded performance by Spain. But I kind of I was hoping for a bit more. Although I do think both managers sort of they count each other in quite a tactically a where way, dare I say, but they kind of understood the way each other played because they've got quite distinctive styles. They're very good to watch, but I think that they are possible to cancel out. And if they've got such distinctive styles, you can plan to cancel their style out. So I made the game a little bit dry, but on the whole, it was quite interesting, you know. It was it was the game to get them to the quarter. You could see the passion. i got to say, I feel sorry for Switzerland because if they've been in France and Spain, a chance they could have beat Belgium. Imagine if they got the final! Like, what a run that'd be! It's unlucky that they got out in the quarters, but let's face it, still an incredible run. Like they managed to knock out the world champions, but do we think Spain could become champions of the Euros? It's a question. They got an attack in which, in the last three games, including if you include penalties, they scored what? Uh, 14 goals in the last three games. They've got some great talent, like Pedri. They've got who's also part of the youth with players like Pablo Sorabia, Lucas Vazquez, who can double at right back. You got Marcus Llorente. You've then got experience in players like Cesar Azpilicueta. you got Jordi Alba. you got Jameeric Laporte. you got a great balance, actually, and I think there's quite a nice blend to that team. Additionally, they've got like a really good manager who knows a lot about what he's talking about. Like He's literally managed Barcelona before, you know what I'm saying? Like He's a very, very good manager who, Understands what the game is about I think they could actually be a good team To like watch out for I know it's later on in the competition But I don't think anyone's actually tipping them to do anything So I think you guys should definitely watch out for them And I believe If Italy beat Belgium or Belgium beat Italy Whoever wins goes on to play Spain Which would be an absolutely cracking game I mean you can probably hear by the TV I've got Belgium v Italy on And it's only three minutes in at the moment And talking of that game Let's get straight on to it no, I've got, I'm gonna predict it. Gonna talk about what I think is gonna happen. Like it's only three minutes in and it's still nil no It's being played at the Allianz Arena over in Munich, and I think both teams are actually looking pretty sharp so far. You got um, Belgium who are missing players like Eden Hazard, De Bruyne, but they've got Doku actually as a youngster who's looking really sharp. Like he's got like a nice attacking edge to him, he's got a lot of pace, Um, so I think he's actually going to offer Belgium something slightly different, because given how much older the Italian centre-backs are, I think he could actually give them some trouble, particularly if they put him in like a front two with Romelu Lukaku, because Lukaku will have a field day I reckon and bully their defenders, he's stronger and he's faster, and I reckon with the pace as well of Doku and the skills of him... I think that'd be a really good decision if, like, they're struggling in the game to create something. If they put him at um, on a front two with Lukaku, I think that could work really well. I mean, Doku, he got that game against... Finland was the first one I watched him in. He's actually looked really... Like, he wants to make something happen. Like, he's going to be the player to run at you, to drive at you, to scare you. And I think that's something that, when you're a defender, you don't want... If someone's just going to pass it around you... Not really not really bothered. But if they're coming at you, they're one-on-one, they're driving at you, they're skilling you, they're scaring you, it's not nice to defend against. Particularly when they've got the pace and sort of directness of Doku. And I think that's something quite refreshing, is like the youthfulness of him. He isn't quite as tactically astute as some of the players who know how to play the game. He's just straight up direct and wants to get in there. And actually, I think... Defenders nowadays are struggling, particularly the older ones who've been so used to a certain style. They're struggling to cope with people like him. And I think he could genuinely bag a goal tonight. Talking of bagging a goal, I reckon there's got to be goals for Immobile and Lukaku. Like, it's just got to be, isn't it? They've both had wonderful tournaments and wonderful seasons. Both been ripping up Syria. A. Immobile bags of goals, Lukaku, what a player. On his day in particular, particularly like, game that springs to mind is Everton v Chelsea in the FA Cup. He just basically bullied their entire backline for two goals, particularly one where he just shrugs both them off. He's strong, he's athletic, he's powerful, he's physical, he's aerially, aerially competent if I can ever get my words out. But yeah, he's just a great player. So is Immobile as well. I, I think Lukaku is more directness and can cause more stuff himself, but then Italy as well. Got Insigne, they've got Spinazzola who's been making some really good marauding runs up front. You've got players of a sort of similar caliber who are really making stuff happen, like they're driving at people and they're sort of causing that to happen. And gotta say, like, I'm impressed by that team. I am impressed by both teams, to be honest. I think they've got good managers like Mancini. I reckon Martinez may be in his head because of the 2013. FA Cup final where Wigan beat Man City but I both think both managers are really good and at a good stage in their career Mancini slightly less but he is going for his national team so I think there's still loads of passion and actually they've conceded none in the last 12 in in 90 minutes and they've won they haven't lost in the last 30 games it's a new record for Italy but I just think Belgium have got a great attacking edge they've got decent defensive line with decent experience but still got enough legs on them like you've got Thompson Munier, Vermaelen, you've got Vertonghen, you've got whatever his face is, you've got thingy Aldaviral. you've got Boyata and Denea who can come in for some more pace and strength. I think that could be quite a good thing to look at for Belgium, particularly against the more attacking front line because you might want the pace of of Denea or Boyata who but you might want the understanding and leadership of like of a Tongan or an Alderweireld, or maybe of a Tongan and a Denier, not Denier, of a Tongan and a Vermarlin, with Denier then in as well, for the back three. A bit like England, where like we've been playing Kyle Walker against Timo Werner because he's so fast. But yeah, got to say, it's, it's looking like it's hopefully going to be such a cracking game. And I mean, I can't wait to kind of finish this podcast because then I get to listen. But you know, it's just the way it goes. You've got to keep pumping out the podcasts, and yeah, we should be bringing you another podcast tomorrow night. And hopefully, you guys have enjoyed this one. I'm not going to do a score prediction because I normally compare mine with Josiah's, and like we already did that in our knockout predictions. So if you don't, if you like, you want to know all that is, genuinely give it a watch. It's like a really good. I think it's thirty minutes long. So a bit of a lengthier episode. It's one where you know, you just gotta make yourself a cup of tea. I don't know what you do, put like get a bag of crisps, and just just sit down, chill, relax. Maybe do some homework while you're doing it, do some art, or I don't know, just do something, and just watch it and relax, enjoy yourself, and just listen to our opinions on how we think the knockouts are gonna turn out. I actually think you guys would love it, like. Just all about the knockouts, predictions, and we justify them talking about the tactics of the teams, the exciting players of each teams, like the history of teams as to why we think certain things might happen. Because as I said in our predictions, we thought Spain was going to go be a draw, n- no goals in extra time, and then go to penalties, which was correct. But we thought Switzerland would win because Spain haven't scored prior to this game; hadn't scored in the last five penalties. So we're thinking, oh wow, well, Switzerland got this in the bag, got forward momentum. But to be fair, Spain pulled it out of the bag, and maybe we should have expected it. Because Spain now seem like a team who can actually, who can get over the line, which they didn't used to seem to be. They're a team that will fight to the line. They won't just wimp away. Like they'll get there no matter what. Whether that be getting out the group stage, whether that be beating Croatia five three in extra time. Now will that be winning on penalties, they they seem like a team that can find a way. And it'll be a great, great, great game, which will be Italy or Belgium versus Spain, which will be absolutely cracking to watch. I mean, if England progress against Ukraine, there's a high, there's also a high chance they will beat Czech Republic or Denmark, and then it could in the semis, and then it could easily, easily be us playing. Like, will we play them if we get there? Spain, Belgium, or, or Italy? Now. Which out of those do we prefer? Personally, I'd take Spain best, but all teams we'd struggle with. But anyway, hope you guys have enjoyed. I mean, I've done a two-minute long outro, plugging into the podcast and then getting back into this one. But, you know, it's how we roll. We, I just talk how I want, really. Hope you guys have enjoyed this one. Just, like, been a little bit of a shorter episode, a little bit of a smaller one, because we were missing just actually getting us some in-depth coverage of what's happening... Down at the training ground in preparation And how the fans are feeling Doing some interviews and stuff like that We should be able to bring it tomorrow But anyway, hope you guys have enjoyed that That's going to be my episode for today I'm going to wrap it up now